What's up, Canes fans? Peter Ariz here with another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast, bringing you the Clemson preview. Canes, Tigers, this Saturday evening at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm bringing a very special guest on today's show, Eric McLean, ACC Network college football analyst for ESPN, also a former Tiger Played there, winningest player in program history. So this is a guy who knows the ins and outs of the Clemson program and is very, very well versed, not only on the Canes, but the ACC landscape and the college football landscape in general. So excited for you to hear this interview that I have with him. If you have not checked it out already, did a podcast earlier this week with Nick Echevarria, a.k.a. West Endzone, who did a great film breakdown, took a few clips from the UNC game, on some of the breakdowns defensively that went on against the Tar Heels. I know it's not pretty to talk about, but for the Canes fans that want to be informed on what's going on, Nick's breakdown was awesome and expect more content like that moving forward. Remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, sign up for canesinsight.com, completely free. Check out the forums. We got the latest recruiting news as always. If you want to talk about what's going on, I know it's not – the funnest time to be a Kane the last couple of weeks here with these losses, but tons of opportunities for this team moving forward. If you can't make it out to Hard Rock this Saturday, of course, Titanic Restaurant and Brewery is the official spot for Kane's Insight watch parties this season. And it was a great turnout last week. Again, didn't get the result we wanted, but appreciate everyone who showed up to Titanic. Hope to see a lot of you guys out there. I know a lot of you will be in, in the stadium, but for the away games as well, Titanic is the spot to be. Dollar Wings, Dollar Jumbo Shrimp, best game day deal in town. Without much further ado, here's Eric McLean talking Clemson Canes. All right, Canes fans, really excited for this next guest right here on the Canes Insight podcast. You may recognize him from ESPN and ACC Network. Eric McLean, college football analyst, former Clemson Tiger. Whoa, 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 easy, easy, uh, easy. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell uh, anybody. Listen, listen, <laughs> we, 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 we do this every week, man. We bring on an, an opposing, usually it's a beat reporter, but, sure. you know, you, you do great work on ACC Network. You're always tagging us in your work. And, you know, the Canes fans, I know they, they, they love seeing your stuff. And like we just said before this, man, the Canes fans always seem like they're getting disrespected by the national media but listen now you got you got coach rick to your to your side so that's right he, he has to keep you in check a little bit i'm sure no no question he's my guy man and, and i tell you what it, it's funny enough uh miami was one of the very first places that we visited uh when, when i got the job ej and Manuel and i made a trip down um and, and saw the staff saw what you guys had going on and it, it's a special place there's no question about it and really you know you, you hear all these stories about green tree and and you know, just how magical, mystical, uh, legendary that place is. Dude, when we walked out there, I'm just like, man, there have been some legit wars take place on this practice field. The, the amount of guys, I mean, I'm looking at all the banners in your background, uh, all those dudes, you know, out there competing their tails off of. And it's just, there's something special about it, man. So I always love when we get to go down there this weekend, we're going, uh, which is amazing. I, I love to, to be there. This is our second time this year. And uh, yeah, excited, excited to see the Canes up close and personal. Weather is is not bad this time of year either. That's right. Here. So That's right. We, we, we've gotten a little bit of a cold front 
Yeah, 65 degrees. That's that's our there you go. front right now. Get your now, winter so. jacket out. Get your winter jacket out. <laughs> hopefully that hopefully that stays uh, you know, stays for a bit. But that's right. also you're the winningest player in Clemson history, which <laughs> I mean, that is uh you're you're highly qualified to talk about this matchup right here. That's right. That's right. And a pretty special um obviously was a part of some amazing teams and, and amazing runs and you know, we kind of capped it off there with getting to the national championship, losing it, of course, which stinks. I got that silver medal around here somewhere. Uh, but, you know, just some really cool teams that I was a part of. And, you know, what a blessing to, to still be able to obviously cover my Tigers. But, you know, obviously college football in general, man, I just – you and I were kind of briefly talking about it before, but it's, it's such a special sport. The world seemingly getting smaller every day, uh, especially with social media and, and, you know, transfer portal guys going to different places. And then you're even getting more connections – uh, but, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So let's just get right into Clemson, first of all, because I know the Canes fans, you know, we, we want to get into what the, this Tigers team is all about, right? So, obviously, tough start to the year against Duke. Sloppy performance out, out of the gate there. Rebound, have a tough matchup against Florida State. And, you know, don't get the job done there in overtime but seems like they've gotten it back on track the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, I, I think really, um, you know, you, you learned a lot about a team and yourself, you know, in losses, and you'd like the, to learn those lessons in wins. But uh, Cle- Clemson has a bit of a, a turnover problem, um, and that's been a thing really uh, for like the last eight games, you know, not just even this season, but kind of creeping back to the last couple of, of a season ago as well. And uh, just little attention to detail things that, that we had really never seen before from the Tigers when I was playing and, you know, especially the last couple of years, that amazing run that they went on, you know, winning a couple of national championships there. So th- this is a, a new wrinkle, right? And and something that they've really shown and has been able to keep teams in it, has lost them two games, uh, and maybe made a couple, you know, a, a little bit uncomfortable. And and you mentioned that FSU game. I thought that was the best we'd seen Clemson all year. Um, still a couple of little decisions and turnovers that ultimately lost that game, but thought they played really well. Go to see C- or play Syracuse the next week. Um, go to Syracuse and and look great again. You know, hitting the deep ball, really pushing the ball downfield, running it when they need to, uh, get a big W there. And then it, we kind of go backwards a little bit, and you see the Wake Forest game and seventeen to twelve, and and some you know a, a, another dropped handoff just sitting there, um, and just offense wasn't pushing the ball, wasn't very effective at all. I think they averaged like four point eight yards per play in that game, and that's you know archaic. I mean, that's crazy. When you look at that and, and the things that they were doing, literally not even attempting a downfield pass. So I don't know if they were looking forward to Miami. I don't know if they were looking forward to the bye week, whatever it was. Uh, but but hopefully that's in their pass and they come off well rested, you know, in this game and, and we see a great matchup, you know, down in down in Miami. Interestingly enough, a lot of the things you're saying about Clemson, I think Canes fans <laughs> would say that's what's happening down here too. Yeah. And Coach Cristobal and, and a lot of the players use the term self-inflicted wounds this week, right? So I think there are some similarities there. Obviously, Miami has had their two losses in in different different manner, I, I would right, say. Sure. But sure. Um, if you look at the defensive side of the ball now, that that has definitely been – a strength of this Clemson team, top five total sure. defense yeah. in the country. And there's been, there's been no issues over there. No, no, no question. And, you know, a little bit of a, I don't know if a learning curve is, is the right word, but they, they look totally different against Duke. Like guys just weren't 
at full speed. Guys weren't flying around to the ball since then have been fantastic. I mean, when you look at what they were able to do, uh, the, the plays that they've made, young guys stepping up, uh, obviously Peter Woods in the middle, but also TJ Parker, uh, who I saw on a couple of midseason All-American lists for, for freshmen there. He stepped up and, and has been a revelation as a pass rusher. Um, the linebackers are, are getting closer to what I thought they could be. Not quite there yet when you look at Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter, but very special players with the things that they can do and how they impact the run game and the passing game with different windows there. And then you've got a secondary that, that you know, got, I think, to its peak at Florida State, but then kind of instantly ripped away because you lost Nate Wiggins for a couple of games. Hearing that he's going to be back, that'll be vital, especially against TVD, Restrepo, and this you know badass passing offense that we've seen for, for you know this entire season from Miami. So you know those guys are certainly going to have to play to their best because uh, you're going against an offense that's averaging you know 500 plus yards per game. I mean Miami's going to sling it around. Uh, it's just can you be ready and can those guys be in good position? Now on the offensive side of the ball, other than the sloppy the sloppiness that has gone on, right? Cade Klubnik his first full season as starter uh, at Clemson. How would you assess his progression? Uh, obviously, being a young quarterback in yeah. today's age of college football, a lot is expected right away. At, at a program like Clemson, you're expected to be a Heisman Trophy contender right, right off the bat, which is unfair to, sure. to, to these kids, right? But it seems like he's getting more comfortable as the weeks go on and right. the ability for him to run the football as well is, is a, is something that I know Miami's concerned with this week. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there, there's any doubt about it. It, it is interesting, man, because you, you kind of have, you know, these feelings, not only as, as an analyst, but as a former player, as a fan, you know, we're, I think we're allowed to be that from time to time. And you, you think that he's just not playing great, you know, and then you look at the stats and you're like, He's playing pretty good. You know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, when you look at the turnover margin, when you look at the quarterback rating, um, you know, his accuracy, he's throwing the ball like 66% accurate. Um, the only thing that I would love to see, uh, you know, for the remainder of the season is continuing to push the ball downfield. I mean, he, he's averaging six yards of completion. That, that's, not, that's not great, right? I mean, we want guys to be running for that, uh, not passing it. Uh, and, and so you'd love to see that number get as close to double digits as it could um, part of that is obviously him. Part of that is receivers getting open. The other part is is calling those plays and making sure that those shots are built in. But you know, certainly, I think since the Duke game, we've seen great growth from him. Really, since the first six quarters of the season, uh, we've seen great growth and and really seeing the game clearer uh, and, and kind of having a faster reaction, which is important. And, and I think you know, kind of similar to TVD a year ago, where where we saw that kind of force-fed into a certain thing that he just he wasn't good at. you know. And quite frankly, my, I don't think Miami was ready to run that type of play calling and, and scheme. Then we saw them just say, hey, just rip it, bro. Just be a beast. Be who you are. Throw that thing downfield. And so you, you, you'll, it'll be interesting to see, is that what Clemson and is that what Cade Klubnick do for the second half of the season? Hey, Eric, I'm interested because look, I know it's easy as a former player to get nostalgic about the sure. teams that you were on and the talent you had around you, but – I'm curious. Something I've heard from NFL scouts about this Clemson team right now is they don't necessarily have the skill position, elite, elite skill position guys that they maybe had when, you know, in years sure. past, right? Yeah. On the outside is what is what I've heard. Would you, I mean, is that an accurate assessment? Is that, would you say that maybe from the, when you were playing there and now that that's, that's one of the, the bigger differences? 
Yeah, I mean, shoot, dude, I was playing with Sammy Watkins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the baddest boys I've ever seen uh, in my life there. Mike Williams, a young Mike Williams, Nuke Hopkins, Martavis Bryant, um, you know, animals, you know, really yeah. freaky guys. And, uh, you know, the T. Higgins and Amari Rogers, Martavis Scott, um, you know, there certainly are guys that I think can evolve into that. Um, but but it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, right now, I, I don't think there's a Sammy Watkins on the roster. I don't think there's a T. Higgins. Um, but maybe there are guys that can turn into that. And, you know, Clemson's next class, I think they have two, uh, for sure one, but maybe two five stars that are coming in wide receiver position that I, I feel like is instantly getting back to what it was. And, and so whether that was just, you know, misses, uh, you know, on guys in recruiting, um, if, if it was just lack of development, whatever it is, you know, certainly – Clemson does not have those guys right now, and I think anybody would tell you that. It's it's fairly easy to see that. Wanted to get into Miami a little bit here because, you know, differently than most of these guests that we have on for the, the preview episodes, you know, you're, you're covering the ACC as a whole, and you have a, a pretty good pulse of what's going on, I think, around not only the ACC but the country. When you look at Miami's start to the season, get off to the hot start, yeah, did what they did against AM. I mean, that was that was a, a a real high down here in South Florida, and people were were excited. We, we've gone on ad nauseum about the Georgia Tech game, right? Which it, it that was just so unfortunate from the Canes fans' perspective because UNC you knew was going to be a tough game. I don't think fans would have been so up in arms right now about the situation. Right. If you lose to UNC, but you you sneak out of there with a win against Georgia Tech, right? Because you right. knew going into the year UNC would be a tough game. How would you assess the start to the year for the Canes? Yeah, I mean, outside of again that Georgia Tech game, it, it, it's been fantastic. Um, you know, I think the way that they're moving the ball, the way the Miami team has looked, um, you know, retooling your offensive line to where those are some bad boys up there running it, throwing it at, at a very effective clip. Um, a very balanced team that, you know, I, I think when people hear that, they think immediately, okay, they, they threw it 30 times, they ran it 30 times. That's, that's not necessarily the case. When you're balanced, when you're truly balanced, if a team tries to take one away, you have the other answer quickly. And Miami has mostly had that, you know, where, where they can either run it all over you, they can throw it or do a combination of both if your defense, quite frankly, just isn't that good. So, you know, they've been able to do that. Then we come down and the Georgia Tech game happens and it was just like, what's going on? This is so weird. This is such an anomaly from anything, you know, that we had seen all year from these guys with not lack of discipline, but lack of execution, some weird penalties, turnovers in the red zone. My God, we hadn't seen anything like that uh, all year long. And, and then you've got it. The game is over. You know, you, you won. All you simply have to do is run the clock out, take a knee and, and it's over. And, Miami lines up to run a play, and I'm just looking at our guys like, well, why? Well, what is the point of this? Then, of course, the fumble happens, which, by the way, was not a fumble. He was down, but never put the game in the ref's hands. And uh, Kane's fans you know, are going to love you. Kane's fans are going to love you for that one. <laughs> no, he, he clearly down, like clearly down. Um, I hate that, that it, again, that it came to that. But then you, st you still are winning, right? You're still alive. It's not like you had to score, and you let him go 74. So – that game, I mean, it was brutal from Georgia Tech's perspective, from Miami's perspective. It was a bad game. Like, nobody deserved to win, but somebody had to. Uh, and, and then you get to the North Carolina game. I was fascinated to see the mindset of Miami just with all the things that happened. And, and you know, right after the game, kind of the approach from the coaching staff versus 
later in the week where more accountability was put on on the coach and the coaching staff. I like that. Um, but I just wanted to see the mindset. And they came out and fought, uh, but they they did kind of the cardinal sin and let Carolina go on this massive run, which they're like a basketball team, man. They, they can score in bunches quickly, and it's hard to keep up with that when you have a team uh, you know that, that has the explosive nature that they do. So now you're in this really weird spot where the Tigers are coming to town. I would say a, a hurt team, not the best Clemson team that we've seen in the last seven, eight years. Um, and you've got a, a Miami team that's hurt as well with these last two games. This game Saturday is an elimination game from Charlotte. Like it's probably already a stretch. Mathematically, there's still a path. But if you lose this game, it is over. It's done. Like now we're playing for what? The pinstripe bowl? Like what are we doing? Each team. I'm not just saying Miami or just Clemson. That This is loser is in a bad spot. Um, and even from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, these guys go head to head with a lot of different recruits. This is for bragging rights. This is to walk into those visits and say, did you see what we did? Did you see what we did against those guys? And so really from that perspective, this, this game is vital for both teams. I mean, look, Eric, I know you're a Dabo guy. But, you know, being around Coach Cristobal and Coach Mirabal as an offensive lineman, I mean, (laughs) those guys must be they must be speaking your language. No, man, it's uh, it's always one of my favorite visits. You know, when we do the the, uh, you know, summer kickoff or summer tour and and we're going to all the schools and, you know, I I very much cherish my time with Coach Mirabal and and Coach Cristobal. And, yeah, I I don't think there's any question, man, any recruit, um, especially that's in those trenches. Uh, when when you hear those men speak, when when you hear how passionate they are about ball, how much they love where they are, this university, um, it would be hard not to want to be a part of that and, and to play with them. Couple more questions here. You were a part of that fifty-eight zero game. Oh, uh, I didn't know player. if you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> well, listen, I, I I it was a it was a bad moment for Canes fans, but. It worked some, out. Some though. some fans, out. yeah. Some fans, I, I also think of it as a, a good time because Al Golden was was let go the next day. Obviously, we don't don't like to to right. rejoice on people's firings, but sure. Canes fans were very very excited at the time, right? So yeah, it, it wasn't looked at completely uh, as a, as a terrible day. I mean, something like that needed to happen uh, to right. move on from Golden at the time. But I, I just want to ask you any. Any memories from that day in in particular? Sure, sure. Whatever you want, whatever you want to get into. Uh, you know, funny, uh, funny story. That that was the um, God. What's it, what do they call it? Like the good sportsmanship game or whatever. Do you remember they used to do that? And so we would line up. We lined up yep. across the field mm-hmm. and then would walk across and shake each yep. other's hand. Dude, ninety nine percent of y'all did not shake our hands, and yeah. we got so mad. And it was just like, okay, what do you want to do here? What do you want? And it was just. I mean, there was, was a pre, I want to say there was a pregame scuffle. Pregame brawl. I, I remember Shaq Lawson, Mackenzie Alexander, J. Ron Curse. You know, all them guys went straight I, over I, to Miami. I will say though, Miami fans. I remember when that happening. Whenever something like that happens, right at this time when Miami fans are like, "Look, we're not good enough to be doing that stuff." So, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that was uh, completely approved by Canes fans. But I'm that's sure just, it wasn't. That's Don't poke the what, bear. Don't poke it, the bear. We're number it, it, one in the country, and we're just like, what are y'all doing? This is wild. Yeah. This is wild. It was a fun game, though, from my vantage point. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it being a very hot day as well. Oh, smoking, dude. It was so hot. Yeah. It was so yeah. hot. 
it was it was tough. Hopefully, again, better weather this weekend for you uh, right. uh, when you're in town. Um, any any coach Ricked stories because oh, obviously his time in Miami that you know this this time around was was short, but did a lot of great things here. Put his own money in yeah. into the into the program, which which was pretty unheard of. Um, I mean, what's it like working with that guy? Yeah, it, it's man, it, it's such a blessing. I mean, I, I love that man with all my heart, and and truly you know, have been so blessed and honored to to be able to work with him for the last five football seasons and to learn all the lessons, man. I know you guys know this as, as Canes fans and, and family, but uh, he truly is one of the best. The, the way that he loves his wife, the way he treats his wife, the way that he treats uh, his kids, loves his kids. I mean, he has been such a great example uh, to EJ and myself and, you know, before with Jordan Cornette and, and Eddie Royal and you know, just all of that, the way you handle situations and, and the patience that he has, um, he's as godly as a man as they come. And it's been such, again, an honor to be able to be along his, his side uh, through the ups and downs, right? I mean, I remember our first year and, and you know, him having, I believe it was a heart attack. And, you know, we were all just like, oh, my gosh, like what's happening? And, you know, to see him go through that and then now with Parkinson's and, and the fight and, you know, the determination, I mean – this is a man that literally is going through a life altering event and still each and every day, you know, fights his tail off and puts in so much. And so, you know, it's almost a little bit humorous to me at times because there's times where I'm sitting there like, man, this stinks. Like this is a long day. Da 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 da. And then I'm like, coach Rick's over there smiling and giving his best. And I'm sitting here complaining with dealing with what I'm dealing with. And um, truly, man, he's one of the best people on earth. And, uh, like I said, I, I love him very much. He doesn't seem like a betting man, but any side bets with him this week? I saw you, you, you and EJ uh, had had a little side bet going for the first. Yeah, that was State brutal. Game. That was brutal. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't. I need to talk to him though. Yeah, because a couple of uh, alma maters here. We need to figure something out, and it's a pretty even game. I think the the lines at like three. So this is uh, yeah. this isn't the unranked team versus number four in the country. This this could go either way here. So I, I need to figure that out. That's a great that's a great thing. Definitely. Well, Eric, it's it's been awesome talking to you. And I know the Canes fans, uh, listen, if they weren't fans of you already, <laughs> you, 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 you definitely hit some, you hit some sweet spots for the Canes Good. fans. So I, <laughs> I appreciate you joining me today. It was, it was awesome talking to you and great insight on, on your Clemson Tigers. We can't, we don't have to hide it. That's right. I appreciate you, man. Can't wait to see the game. Can't wait to be down there and uh, get some good food. It's always, again, I can just close my eyes and point, and there's there's great places everywhere. So I can't wait, man. We'll be there tomorrow morning. It's going to be awesome. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man.